Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lion's Share Podcast. It's December and meaningful football is being played in Detroit. Whew, it's a great feeling. The Lions have a chance this week to jump over our five-win threshold that we set as our letdown bar at the beginning of the season. The letdown bar was at five wins or less. We were thinking this year was a disappointment. Our ceiling was 11 games. Obviously not going to get there, but Lions have five games remaining. We'll talk about the next five and all the playoff scenarios coming for the Lions. Every single possibility broken down by me and my co-host on the other end of the line, Andrew the Mandrew, and Tommy's here too. Just a side note, Mitch was not demoted. Let's make that clear right off the bat. We loved having him as a guest on Sunday. He will be back um, just on the Wednesday episode. We're, we're running a tight ship here. Skeleton crew. Just the, just the three of us, like old times' sake. So any of you Mitch stands out there, we're sorry we can't quench your thirst right this second. Just be patient out there, folks. We know you're out there. Numbers were great. Thanks for everybody that tuned in. Everybody's jumping on the Lions fan, ba- uh, fan base. Uh, it's the hard knocks bump. We've talked about it before, but now that the Lions are getting some numbers behind them, uh, fans are really jumping aboard, aren't they? Uh, they sure are, man. And I and I already miss Mitch from Fort Wayne. I can tell you having him on here, uh, one thing stuck out to me right at the get-go, um, and it's humbled me even to this moment as we speak. And it's that that's the uh, welcome back and welcome in roll call. It was great to hear it on this Wednesday evening. It's 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 a stature. It's a it's a patent at this point. It's it's so ingrained in my brain. I could probably do it in my sleep. Um, I don't even know where I came up with that, but it's pretty cool. I, I like it. It's it's our stakehold. Um, yeah, yeah. It was great to have Mitch on. Um, we'll we'll surely have him back on, and um, we we trudge on. We trudge on without him. Um, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Okay, what's on tap for this episode? We've got the playoff talk, of course. We've got the next five that will be unveiled from Andrew as his patented five-game calls are sweeping the nation. Lions versus Vikings in a big matchup in the division this week, and we'll talk about the NFL Week 14 as each team has pretty much something to play for, minus the Texans and the Bears. They're eliminated. All right. It's soon to be the Rams. We sure hope, although Baker Mayfield... I don't know. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get to that. few notes as we close the chapter versus the Jaguars. First team in four years to score on every possession. That was the Lions. Um, these are real stats, folks, from the Lions. These aren't stats we're used to used to hearing as, as Lions shareholders. So great to see that. Um, Andrew and I talked about this. Lions rookie numbers this season for, compared to the NFL, the, the rest of the rookie field, right? First Take a deep sacks. breath, folks. Get ready. Get ready for him. Oh, sorry, a little premature there. My bad, Jeff. Sorry, sorry. I'm, 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 I'm warning I'm the used, shareholders. Used to that. Um, first in <laughs> sacks, ten. First in total pressures, fifty-eight. First in QB hurries, thirty-eight. Second in interceptions, five. Second in TFLs, thirteen. That's tackle for losses. Uh, tackles for loss for those out there uninitiated. Second in FRs. That's fumble recoveries, uh, with two. And second or tied for third in fumbles forced. FFs, that's um, fumbles forced, and they've got two of those. So we've talked about it before, and uh, we we won't we won't sound like a broken record, broken record here. But just once again, Brad Holmes, um, 
he seems like he's a mad scientist in the in the draft room. You show, throw Dan Campbell in that as well as 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 and, and the scouts for all that matter. The scouts that don't um, um, often a thankless job. The scouts. So shout out to all those that are making those decisions. Dan Dan shouts him out nearly every week in his uh, and at <clears> least <throat> one press conference. He shouts out the scouting department and uh, the great job they're doing. And that Brad is, I mean, just a credit. I mean, I've been scouring the Reddit threads and uh, the Detroit Lions sub is filled with Brad Holmes praise and genius is a very commonly used word there. Uh, and, and nothing short of that. I don't think uh, based on the information we have right now, it's, yeah, I'd throw them in that genius category. Um, you're right. Dan is good about shouting out those guys, the the lesser known roles on the team, even the people working in the stadium. He's he's a man of the people. Dan's the man of the people. Um, so another thankless position, I'd say, is the offensive line. I, bad, bad, bad podcasters over here. We should have shouted out the offensive line. Um, like I said, it's a thankless position. You only really talk about them when they they do something wrong like give up sacks or um, have holding penalties. But last week, man, and, and all season for that matter, the, the offensive line has been rock solid. They have, and I mean, that's with Panay Sewell personally. I didn't think he had his best game of the year no. last week. I feel like every time uh, I saw the last name on his jersey, um, you know, he was like kind of giving up on a play, kind of things like that. And then you see his PFF numbers um, and all the national media giving praise to the to the Lions offensive line. So it's kind of cool when you're, you're watching it firsthand and you're thinking they're like, this isn't their ceiling, like this isn't their full potential. And yet they look good compared to the rest of the league. Absolutely. They're they're very much a unit, too. You know, there's not just one guy. Um, out there on that offensive line. You got Sewell, you got Ragnow, you got Decker, you got Jonah Jackson, you got Dan Skipper filling in as needed. And Evan um, Brown. Evan, a couple guys filling in as, um, you know, injuries have, have plagued the Lions over the over the early part of the season. Um, and, and yeah, very much a unit. Uh, one of the top offensive lines in the league. And we talked about that. Shout out to us. We talked about that preseason. We said this is probably the best area um, uh, on both sides of the ball for the Lions is the offensive line. That was what we felt most confident in. The rest was kind of up in the air. We, we knew that we we knew the offense had weapons in, in the wide receiver and backfield, but uh, we thought by and large the offensive line was the shining star of this team going in, into the season. So living up to the hype uh, and and just doing doing business, doing business, doing business. All right. And another shout out to Hank Fraley. I mean. You guys oh, yeah. got to know him on Hard Knocks. The Steelers wanted him, and by all rights, he should be with the Steelers. And luckily, he he's the one who stayed behind from the last regime, and we couldn't be happier to have him. Yeah. Is it is it really the crucial part? Uh, is it is it crucial to have Hank Fraley, or is it more crucial to have his son coaching him up? <laughs> uh, the checkbooks would say Hank Fraley Sr., is it is is that his is that his name? I don't I don't think yeah. so. I don't nah. think he's. A I was guy. I was trying to drum up any any recollection of what that kid's name was. I can't remember. Just and 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 that's a good way. Just Hank Junior. Hank Junior. Not Williams. Hank, not Hank Williams Junior. But Hank Fraley Junior. Let's give some love to some other guys before we talk about the playoff picture. Uh, Michael Badgley 
Money Badger, we talked about him. NFC. NFC special teams. Oh my God! I'm sorry. Who I got? Whew. You think I, I was just, trigger happy? You think no, I was I just thought... calling the guy out for good? No, nothing. Obviously, we're going to talk about him being the player of the week for the special teams. Uh, on that note, uh, I don't have the tweet in front of me with the information, but it's something like I don't know however many years or games, whatever it is. Because if you remember correctly. Um, St. Brown has been Offensive Player of the Week uh, on NFC. Uh, and I think Goff may have been once, or maybe he was FedEx Air Air Player of the Week. Anyways. Who's Lions, that? Uh, Goff on the FedEx Air oh. and Ground. Because there's the FedEx Air and Ground Player of Air and Ground Player of the Week, and then there's the NFC Players of the Week, AFC Players of the Week. So there's a couple different categories of, of praise. But anyways, the Lions have had representatives in each um you know, each, each part of the game. So offensive, defensive, and now special teams can be added to that. So they've got the trifecta. They've got the triple crown of NFC players of the week this season. And we've still got yeah. five games left. Yeah, and Dan, I mean, credit to him on that too because you see uh, Money Badger in the locker room during uh, Dan's speech to the team after the game, and he is just as jacked up as everybody else in that locker room to be a part of the culture change in Detroit. And speaking of jacked up, man, there's some bodies in there. I mean, I, oh man, I'm not, I'm not bent yeah, I'm to not, put his shirt on. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, oh man, he knows where the camera's at. He's like, ah, I'm standing over here. I'm getting in the back. Not only, not only the eyes popping, but it's the pecs. And yes, Mitch, I'm going back to the nipples. They were, they were popping, and so were the abs. Oh man, I, I thought we, I thought we were leaving that in the past, but I thought that was a half. We need to, hey, we well. need to bump up those female viewers, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, nipple talk. Uh, maybe we just need to get Rodrigo. Uh, that should be the new display art for the for the uh, for the pod. Some Rodrigo Ooh. cowboy hat. Maybe nothing else. Nothing maybe. but a cowboy hat. Yeah, a little John Party. Nothing but a cowboy hat. Um, yeah, we'll talk to Tommy. Maybe we can get something, some new cover art for you all, and and maybe maybe just maybe that'll bump those numbers up. Um, one more or maybe thing. put him in a Santa hat for ah, the holidays. Very festive, very festive. Yes, it is <laughs> December 7th. We're heading right along, uh, flew right past Thanksgiving and on a crash course for Christmas here coming in a few weeks. Uh, one more thing before we talk about the playoffs. Lions signed Josh Dobbs to the practice squad. So they've got a mobile QB in the practice squad. Finally, somebody who can um, who can play the role of these, these more mobile quarterbacks that they face. Uh, week in and week out, it seems like every team's got one now. Um, and the Lions have surely struggled against uh, mobile quarterbacks. Could have used this guy a couple weeks ago or at the beginning of the season as a as a practice squad quarterback to, for for the first team defense to go against. Yeah, we're uh, we're kind of past the mobile quarterback phase a little bit. But but I mean, I, what they did was they addressed an issue, found the cause of it, and found an absolute fix for it. And not only did they do that in this situation, which is an absolute underrated move. If if you guys remember a move, you might want to remember this one. This could just set the defense up for next year. Um, but, uh, yeah, lost my train of thought there. But just super, super underrated move. <laughs> oh, I was going to the Aubrey Pleasant firing. Mm. Um the secondary was getting toasted and you know dan and the team didn't really react to it for a couple weeks i believe of them just getting toasted 
But when they did make a decision, it's obviously the right decision. They've, the team's gone nothing but up, and that secondary has gone nothing but up since Aubrey Pleasant left. Undoubtedly, I had that in my notes. I've been meet, we've been meeting to talk about this. Just um, you know, he, he went to Green Bay, and I don't think it, definitely haven't noticed a big bump in Green Bay's DBs. So I think I think it's it's pretty clear now that we've got a couple control games under the uh, belt here in the number category to to consider that the right move. And uh, I think along with that, uh, not only moving on from Pleasant, but the fire that it set to Aaron Glenn as well. Uh, obviously he's changed changed things up as well on his end. So not just a not just the coaching change at the DB category, but the, just at the at the top of the defense with Aaron Glenn as well. He's he's definitely changed up his game plans, his schemes and, and his coaching style and 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 cre- credit to him for for doing it on the fly midseason. That, that that can't be easy. Yeah, but can you imagine if we were here, I mean the same same state as five weeks ago, you know, with zero changes made. What would you expect? I mean, we would all be calling for his head. Oh, and rightfully so. Yeah, we were. There were rumblings of that at the time, even. So, uh, you know, it, clearly doing everything it takes. Um, yeah, uh, and and Tim Boyle uh, to circle back on the Josh Dobbs things. I don't think anybody was sad to see Tim Boyle go as in the quarterback category not particularly more yeah. sad to see david blau go yeah on the vikings he kind of got hosed he he really did he really did um yeah so that has talk- been sorry that's just been the yeah. ugliest move by the uh the detroit the new detroit lions regime that's been the ugliest move i've seen other than that it's been nothing but class acts and uh i mean the right decisions that was the only dirty move i've seen Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, and 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 Hawkinson also made the jump over to, to Minnesota, um, albeit in a trade, not a not a not a free agency thing. Whew. You ready? You ready for this? I'm ready. Is your body ready? Okay, coming in hot with the NFL playoff picture as it stands right now. So this is if the playoffs started today, um, but of course there's five games remaining. So. In the top of the AFC, it's the Bills, and and this is in. Um, we'll go one through one through seven on the seeds here. So the Bills are the one seed. Chiefs two, Ravens three, Titans four, Bengals five, Dolphins six, Jets at seven. On the bubble, you've got the Patriots, Chargers, Raiders, and Browns and Steelers um, still with a hair hair of a chance. NFC Eagles number one seed, Vikings number two. 49ers three, Buccaneers four, five, Cowboys, Giants are the six seed, Seahawks are the seven seed, with Washington on the bubble in the eight spot, Lions just below them, Packers pretty much out after pretty much is down to Washington and the Lions. Packers are have like some crazy scenario where they could could maybe make but it, it's it's real slim. Uh the Falcons uh, are are right there with them. Um but they they did not take care of business last week so so they lost their chances for the nfc south um and the tampa bay buccaneers get the late minute uh last minute win on on monday night we'll talk about that in a minute let's talk about all the scenarios that have to happen for the lions to make the playoffs obviously it's a long stretch but let's let's just go through them real quickly here so it's going to come down like we were just talking about in the nfc it's going to come down to the commanders giants seahawks and lions Uh, some combination of those teams will be in the playoffs undoubtedly 
Lions hold the tiebreaker over the Commanders and the Giants. Obviously, they they took care of business against the Commanders and the Giants, so they've got the edge over the Commanders and the Giants. So it's easier for the Lions to get in if one of those teams slips. The Seahawks, on the other hand, Lions lost to the Seahawks. Crazy that they played all three of these teams. Seahawks have the tiebreaker over the Lions. So if it comes down to the Seahawks, not the most beneficial team for the Lions to be up against as the Seahawks will get the bump. So the easier path is with the commanders of the Giants falling. The easiest path is if the Lions win out. So this is your path of least resistance, folks. Tune up your headsets. Turn up the car radio. This is what we need to happen. Win out from the Lions. The Lions win out all five games they win. Commanders lose twice. That's that's all we the, the commanders are on a bye this week and they have four games remaining. We need them to lose two of those four and the Lions win out. Lions are in the playoffs. The other option, the second path of least resistance is the Lions win out, win all five and the Giants lose three of their next five. Then, let's talk about what can happen if the Lions lose a game. If the Lions lose one game of their next five, we'll need the Commanders to only win one game or the Giants to only win one game. So Lions fans, you need the Giants to lose one of uh, uh, all but one of five or all of all but five. What am I saying? Four of five games. You'll need the Giants to lose four of their last five or the Commanders to lose three of their last four. That'll give them the seventh seed. Then, then I'm looking at their schedules. That won't happen. No, it's definitely not going to happen, but we're getting there. Um, Seahawks. So, so another lose one scenario. If the Lions lose one game, one other scenario is Seahawks only winning one game. Plus, they'd need the Giants and Commanders to lose some games. Uh, that's a that's a real real long shot because the Seahawks don't have a tough schedule to end the season, and they play they play the Panthers and uh, the Browns, and so it's not that's you can pretty much throw that scenario out of the rate uh, off the off the table, and you can pretty much throw this one off as well. If the Lions lose two games. Almost, it's a 1% chance if they lose two games. 1% chance. And this is what will need to happen. Seahawks lose out, Giants lose out, or the Commanders lose out, which is very likely not to happen. And um, we can pretty much table that for a, for a no shot. So, Lions fans, in summary, you need the Lions. Basically, the Lions need to win out to make yourself feel the most comfortable. Even if they win out, they don't, they can't, um, they don't hold their own destiny. They'll need some help. So, with that said, the best they can do is be a six seed if they win out and the uh, commanders lose twice. That will get them the bump, not only to the seventh seed, that'll bump them all the way up to the sixth seed and where they could have a matchup with the 49ers if things go the way I see them. The other thing would be at their seventh seed, they likely will play the Vikings, Eagles, or Cowboys based on how the uh, NFC East rolls out uh, as both the Eagles and the Cowboys have a plethora of matchups against the Redskins. Uh, whoa! The Commanders, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys all play each other multiple times over the last couple of weeks. Don't do your don't do that head turn like you're a dog. You don't look at Tommy. Like, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, we're gonna need a blur. <laughs> uh, so that's that's our scenarios. Um, Lions right now, as it stands, have a 5% chance of the seven seed, a 1% chance for the six seed, according to playoff status and um, the failing New York Times playoff predictor and the ESPN playoff machine. If you all at home want to do some scenarios in your head and, and see what you can cook up, 
go to the New York Times playoff predictor. That's probably the best one I've found. ESPN playoff machine is pretty cool too because it's interactive. Um, but it's cool to see in the uh, the New York Times has it broken down um, by each game gets a percentage. So for example, I've got the Lions in here right now winning all five games. That puts them at an 81% chance to make the playoffs if they win all five. Um, there's a caveat to that. So just hold your horses there on the other end, Mandrew. Um, we've got, we've got, um, so Lions fans, once again, tune in to this part specifically. This is what we need to happen over the next five weeks in the NFL. So Lions win out. Let's just assume they win out, right? We don't, we don't know if that'll happen, but it's the easiest way for them to make the playoffs. So say they win out. Best case scenario is the Eagles beat the Giants this week. Panthers beat the Seahawks. Good luck with that. And for whatever yep. reason, I don't know the tiebreaker in this scenario or, or why this is, but we want the Bucks to win over the 49ers. That'll give a 5% bump to the Lions' playoff chances if they win over the 49ers this week. Let's move to week 15. We need the Seahawks to lose to the 49ers, which is a good, uh, is a good possibility that happens. For Brock whatever reason, Purdy time. Uh-huh. Yep, and that defense is looking nasty. So if they can ride that defense against a, a Seahawks team that has no defense. Um, and then the Colts over the Vikings, for whatever reason, is like a 1% bump. So I don't, I'm not sure how that plays out. Um, Commanders play the Giants on week 15. So that one's crucial. Um, you know, one team hopefully will end up with a loss this time, not a tie. I don't know. I, I didn't even do the calculations on what a tie would be, but I don't think it works anyway. Scumbags. <clears throat> any way shape or form um it's more beneficial if the commanders win that game it's a three percent swing either way um but it's beneficial either way to lions week 16 seahawks play the chiefs obviously we want the chiefs to win that game seahawks oh i'm sorry the giants play the vikings obviously we want the vikings to win that over the giants need a little help from the nfc brethren Commanders play the 49ers. Obviously, need the 49ers to win. That really helps things if they win. Flash, flash forward to week 17. This is where it starts to get real, real hot. Um, Colts over the Giants would be helpful. Browns over the Commanders and Jets over the Seahawks. Those, the likelihood of that, not very high. Um, Browns, who knows with Deshaun Watson, but the Colts over the Giants, that'll be tough. And finally, week 18. Giants play the Eagles in that NFC beast. Huge if it, huge if the Eagles can get the win. Although we don't know if the Eagles will be resting their starters at that, at that point. They 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 Most there's likely. a chance. Well, well, but it's interesting though with the Cowboys being so good and the Vikings as well with the, those records so good. Um, the Eagles may have to win that game to to secure the one seed. So mm. who knows? They may be playing for something in that game. They may not rest the starters. Another game that could have starters rested. And, of course, they they flexed this one to Sunday night already. Um, Cowboys versus the Commanders. That's a huge one for the Lions because the Cowboys could be resting starters as well. That There's too much unknown on what where they'll stand, if they'll be playing for the one seed or if they, they may just be stuck as a two or three seed. So they may rest starters anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, Commanders, if they can lose that to the Cowboys, that's huge. 49ers will be playing the, the Cardinals. For whatever reason, the Cardinals over the 49ers helps the Lions, and the Rams will be playing the Seahawks. So, we want the Rams to lose for the playoff pick, or the uh, for the draft pick. But for the playoff pick, we would want the um, 
the the Rams to beat the Seahawks. So I probably I confused think, all our listeners, but that's a that's a yes. big big painted brush of everything. We uh, we need some uh, pitchers to go along with that. I think you left out the easiest path for the Lions. So what's that? Hit me with it. The Vikings plane crashes and they went out. It's pretty dark for you to bring that up. But, you know, they have the same record at the end of this. Both got 10 wins. Split it in the the division. Who who ends up winning that division? The Lions would have a better divisional record, I believe. You're right. The Vikings have not officially clinched the North just yet. So that's a weird scenario, too. I didn't even consider that. That's so far-fetched. You're requiring (laughs) an act of God to happen for that one. Um, Yep. Or just a fail, a failure of engineering. Crazy, crazy things have happened to the Vikings, though, in the past, you know. uh, Their dome collapsed at one point. So true. Now they have a bird killer stadium. U.S. Bank Stadium, killing birds. Sucks. I don't think that's going to structurally fail anytime soon, but um, just ask the birds about that one, I suppose. So Ben, we've talked. We've been sorry. We've been talking about how weak the Vikings are and their DVOA, how how slim of a margin it is, and everything. Do you remember when the Lions lost to the Vikings and we missed those field goals and we talked about the trash stadium and something's going on there? They're winning all these close games, man. Something's going on in U.S. Bank. Hashtag safe fields. That reminds me too. That's when they they got Badgley after that week, right? Yes, sir. Because of the kicking woes. Yes. Wow. Wow. Time flies. Wow. You forget some of those things. Um, so in summary, let's let's only focus on week fourteen here. Let's let's skip out on week fifteen through through eighteen. Lions fans, you need to root for this in week fourteen. Lions victory over the Vikings. Eagles over the Giants. Panthers over the Seahawks. Good luck I put in parentheses on that one. And Bucks over 49ers. Um, just a slight, slight edge in that. Yeah, that five percent. To get to get you a little bit of a bump, plus seven hundred in the betting markets right now to make the playoffs. So if you you feel like that's going to happen, put some money down. That's uh, responsible of you, real man of genius. That's you for that call last month with the first um, the first five when we broke the game, we broke the season up into ten games. We talked, let's take it five at a time, five at a time. All right. Well, we're into the second half. Lions. Andrew picked the first four or the first five correctly, went four of five. So we're going to try to recreate that magic here. Um, don't remember exactly how I presented it to you, but over under one win, Andrew, for the next five. And I'll break down every game for you here. Vikings at home. Jets in New York, a.k.a. New Jersey. At the Carolina Panthers. Home against the Bears. And finally, on the road against the Packers in Lambeau. Over under one win. Over. Oh, okay. Tell me why. Over. Tell me why. Well, you're not you're not calling for five of five, are you? Are you, you're, are you calling for five of five? Uh, let me get you there. Let me take you down a little road, okay? Please do. We got the Vikings coming up at home. Everybody's selling out for this game. That house is going to be packed. We're going to have more auditory issues. So Mitch from Fort Wayne, huh. strap in. Um, the Lions are going to win this game. And it's going to be a close fight fight game, though. People are going to get hurt. We're going to head over to New Jersey in the next week. 
and we are going to lose a heartbreaking game to the Jets. We're going to get our hopes up with this win over the Vikings. Everybody's going to get psyched for the playoffs. I'm not even, I don't even care about the playoffs at this point. That is an absolute bow on this season if that happens and it's meaningful for the guys. I'm not even getting my hopes up for it. So I think we're going to lose to the Jets. We're going to roll into North Carolina and beat the Panthers. Take on the Bears at home. That's an easy win as well. And we're going to lose the last week to the Packers. So we're going to oh. go three and two in this last stretch. Win eight games on the season, which is uh, an absolute jump from where we are. And the, hopefully Baker Mayfield doesn't help the Rams out at all, and we still have a high pick. It pains me that you had to go Packers over the Lions in week 18 or 19 or whatever it is. Oh, that hurts. That I didn't want you to it's go too there. Good. It's I, too I good to be true. I didn't want you to go there. Um, but you're right. The Lions, um, it, it would be a bonus. Eight wins would be in our window, right? I think you and I both had either eight and nine or nine and eight, um, respectively. So that would put us right there, right at our median um, and, and our barometer for the season. So it would, all in all, we would, we would, we would wash our hands and we'd feel pretty good about that. Um, <clears throat> the one note on the Rams, the ESPN hasn't predicted to, to fall to the second pick. So take that with a grain of salt. It's just a computer pr- prediction, but they're not betting on, on Baker Mayfield turning things around anytime soon. I hoped, I hope they're right. So let's preview this Lions versus Vikings matchup. You already um, gave us your win, of course, over the over the Vikings. I'm I'm maybe not on that side of things. Let's see, let's see, huh? These two teams, though, are more similar than you think. Both teams play close games all year. The Vikings just happen to win all of them. Lions fall short a few different times. So flashback to the first matchup: Lions versus Vikings in U.S. Bank. Bird Killer Stadium, USA. The Vikings won 28-4. to uh, If you remember, matchup was... Um, was was uh, Lions were winning in this game. Uh, and, the, and the Vikings got a touchdown pass late with 45 seconds on the clock to take the lead. Lions were up 24-14 to when the fourth quarter started. Boo. Lions were 3-for-16 on third down. Just a yikes day. They've cleaned that up tremendously over the season. And they went for it on four. They went for it six times on fourth down. Remember that? Remember that Dan Campbell wanting to go for every single fourth down. They went for it six times. I think they were four of six on the day. They this is seven. where take the points. Dan was born. It, this was the he. He was like an embryo at this point. He wasn't quite born yet. <laughs> <laughs> it took a few more times. It took a few more times and. He he still rues that still keeps him up at night. Um, the the some of the decision makings. He said that in today's press conference. He said it. I saw that. Yep. He's not gonna he's not gonna wallow in it. But then you know the, the reporter. Anyway, Lions also had seven penalties in this game, which the Lions have done a good job in the last four four weeks four four or five weeks. They've done a good job in the penalty department, much better than seven. Been a while since they've had a had a game like that, and they did not sack Kirk Cousins once. In the turnover department, they were neutral. Both teams had one. Um, Goff threw an interception, and uh, I believe the running back Delvin fumbled. Cook fumbled. I believe that was the mm-hmm. that was the turnover for the Lions. So it was neutral, one one. Um, the I think Delvin got hurt on that play. Yeah, too? yeah, he did. He hurt his shoulder or something, didn't he? 
I, I think he left the game on that he did, play. He did. He did. I think he came back, though. And, and remember, um, Harrison Smith was out for this game, too, defensively for the, for the yes. Vikings. We did not take advantage of that, um, or at least enough. Um, now let's talk about some positives from the Lions from that game. They won the time of possession handily. They had a plus nine time of possession and lost the game. That's crazy. Um, had more <laughs> yards on offense and um, only gave up one sack that whole day. Shout out to the offensive line. We've given them the kudos. They were pretty good against that uh, 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 Vikings front. And it was on the road. So yeah, obviously a tough, tough environment. There's a bird-killing stadium, and they and they, they hung it with the Vikings. They were winning 24-14 going in the fourth. Just didn't take care of business. Um, so. Um, do you know uh, Do you know how many missed field goals were in this game? Oh, God, I don't know. I did not you know, know that. Okay. You you that, so. you you were on top of that. I think it was two or three, right? I I want to say two. Three seems like I would have thrown a bigger stink about it. Yeah, yeah. And we were calling for Rodrigo the kicker, and then we were yes, we were graced with Money Badger. Um. So, <clears throat> one last thing about that game: Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins were statistically even twins. Jared Goff, 25 of 41 for 277, one touchdown, one interception. Kirk Cousins, 24 of 41. So one less completion for uh, Kirk and 260 yards and two touchdowns. So Goff got the edge um, with uh, 17 more yards, but Goff did have the one interception. That was when he was going through that third quarter interception phase. Um, hopefully he's past that now. So let's let's fast forward now to week 14 Lions versus uh, the Vikings. Buzzsaw Lions, four of their last five. Of course, who could forget the four or five? Vikings, nine of their last ten. Kind of crazy. Something's got to give on these two hot teams. Lions, Lions, favored by one point here. Um, in the first time the Lions have been favored in a couple weeks. Um, feels good. Feels like they're deserved. Actually, uh, correction, they're now a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, it's moved since the last time I wrote this down. Well-deserved, I think. I hate being the I hate being the favorite. I like the underdog role myself. Same, and I know you're in that camp as well. Yeah, um, but hey, I'll take it. The Lions are getting some love. It's 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 been a long time coming that the Lions could get this love. When's the last time you looked at a a lineup and you saw a ten and two team versus a five and seven team and had trouble picking a winner? It's uh, it's rare. It's rare. But when you got the buzzsaw lions coming in, well, not even coming into town, holding serve in their own dome, the den, Ford Field, um, hey Vegas, Vegas showing the respect. You gotta love that. Um, it's a Hawkinson revenge game as well. It is that for both teams. Obviously, something to prove on both sides of the ball. Um, offensively, there's a slight edge to the Lions with 379 yards per game to the Vikings 354. It's a virtual deadlock on passing, um, 252 yards per per team um, per game. Uh, so basically, uh, uh, all all but tied in the passing department. On on overall offense, Vikings are literally middle of the pack. They're 15 or 16th ranked offense um, in terms of yards total per game. Um, so I think it comes down to this on offense um, for the Vikings, and so. It comes down to this on the Lions' defensive side of things. Got to stop the run. I know that sounds they might and that might sound weird um, with all the weapons that Kirk Cousins' company has: Jer- Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson, um, Thielen, right? So obviously, got to got to handle the pass. But Kirk Cousins 
is able to throw this ball down the field because of the run game. So the onus for me is on stopping the run. And I think if you stop the run against the Vikings offense, that's the secret to the success uh, on, on defense for the Lions. It's a lot easier to cover a guy when you know a team's forced to pass rather than uh, being ready for a running back all of a sudden 15 yards past the line of scrimmage and just screaming at you like a freight train. I mean, much easier to just know that this is they haven't been able to run it. That guy's not not going to get to me. I don't really have to worry about that. My guy's got my back up front. That's that's exactly it. Um, should mention, um, I've got some updated stats on the Vikings. I think they've dropped actually in offense now, 335 yards per game. You know, so they've dropped. Um, the Lions have jumped or uh, fallen to 370. Because um, I, I I did not up to update these numbers, um, passing lines are at 242. Vikings are at 234. So slight edge to the lines there. Um, defensively, the um, teams are about dead even. Dead even. Um, the two lowest ranked defenses in the league. Lions are the lowest ranked still in terms of yards, although trending way higher in the right direction. Um, some outlier games earlier in the season keeps them ranked lower, but. <clears throat> some of the stats that you shared with me, you know, they, they've really flipped the script. Um, Vikings, on the other hand, 31 ranked offense or defense. Um, Vikings are the lowest ranked team against the pass. Um, they are trending in the wrong direction <clears throat> at the wrong time of year. They, they give up a whopping 200. Oh, I'm sorry. Two, yeah. 283 yards per, passing per game so 3400 yards given up in the air by far the lowest ranked offense by 100 yard or defense by 100 yards crazy that a 10 and 2 team can have the lowest ranked defense against the pass yeah and i mean that's kind of where my key to the game is to uh to this game is is and it's gonna sound so cliche but if you want to call it the trenches, call it whatever you will. The Lions offensive line been looking so good. They need to assert their dominance early and often on the Vikings front. Their their defense has been trending in the wrong direction, but the front four has has looked good. Still getting pressure, still getting pushed at the front front of the line. I mean, you saw it against Buffalo and the safety. They need to assert their dominance with that front early and often. And I, I think that will be the biggest key to this game. James Houston, Aiden Hutchinson, we need you guys to be the monsters that you've been in the last couple of weeks, the whole season um, for Aiden, uh, James Houston in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you're absolutely right. Trenches game for sure. Um, Vikings much better against the run than they are the pass. So conversely, got, Lions got to be able to run the ball uh, and open up that pass game and protect Jared Goff and you get – you see the results that you get when you protect Jared Goff and get him opportunities to get the ball down the field. Um, hopefully you see a little bit more of JMO this week and uh, a little bit more involved in, in the offense. Um, but obviously always got the sun God to go down to. So Mr. Reliable um, in the turnover department, the Vi the Vikings own the turnover department. Their plus eight differential puts them in the top five. Um, you just cannot afford to turn the ball over against this team. And uh, that's always one of our keys. It's a pillar in the in the in the 
in the keys to victory department in football. You just can't win the can't lose the turnover battle, um, and not against a team like the Vikings. They will kill you and take advantage of that turnover every single time. Um, so huge, huge that they win the turnover battle. Um, yeah, you got anything else to add to this game, Andrew? Before we talk about, picks? I don't. I don't. I'm ready to get to this game and to the rest of the slate of games. I mean, you yeah. said it before we got on air. No more college football. It's all NFL. Yeah, the focus is on the NFL. Saturday's a little bit more open now. Sunday's just as chock full as ever. So, Lions. Lions fans. I'm calling for... I don't know, man. This Vikings team's too good. I think I gotta go with the Lions by 10 points. Wow, what a spread. Some spread. Spread it on. You got a prediction? I know you already called for the, the Lions I'm, to win this game in, in your in your five, but You know I'm not a predictions guy. I said it was gonna be a dog fight. I don't I don't even want to say don't low even, scoring affair go. as don't even say Yeah, it. exactly. Yep. Nope, nope. It'll get thrown back just, in my face. So. Just just go. It's gonna Lions. be a dog fight. Lions over the Vikings. Two for two. Both of us got lines over the Vikings at home in Ford Field. I think this this Vikings team, man, uh, we, we touched on it with Mitch on Sunday. You can't really call them a fraud because they're 10-2. I mean, you can't argue against that record. But, the, hey, they are ripe for the taking. They, they're bound to lose some of these games. I, I, I refuse to give them the full Team of Destiny vibes. I know I talked about it after the Bills game, Team of Destiny. But this week, not the Team of Destiny. They're gonna lose. There's, Why not us, right? They, exactly. There's so much to be taken here. Uh, I think the time has come for the Vikings to lose, and it's gonna be at home against the Lions. Um, and and the Lions being the home team there. So let's move on to the NFL Week 14. Some NFL notes before we talk about the games. Baker Mayfield to the Rams. We talked about that. Jimmy G. Maybe, maybe could be back for the playoffs. Um, talking like seven, eight weeks, and so it could. Crazy, put him in back in hmm. his team. This seems to be a long shot, according to um, his coach, Odell Beckham. To nowhere. Sounds like he may not be healthy enough to play. Uh, Cowboys pushing hard for him. He visited the Cowboys, uh, Bills, and Giants, I believe. And Cowboys are really pushing for him. Although, uh, sounds like their Odell does not want to do a workout. He just wants to join the team. He and he wants a clause in there for his injury. Um, so those both those sides still working things out. Um, because there's talk. Sounds like he's, yeah. Sounds Odell, like he's still majorly hurt. It sounds like he's not fully cleared or fully ready for a game action until January, maybe February, which would put him almost uh, worthless for this season. So that'll be interesting. Um, one more thing in the NFL: Tom Brady's got a new girlfriend. I don't know if you saw this, Andrew. What? There, the this is a total rumor mill, total total speculation. So don't, um, don't even. Don't even, but Andrew, flex your eyes at this, uh, bestow your eyes on this. Because she's wearing his jersey? Well, she's a, a classic, a model. She's a model. Uh, you know, Tom's got the eyes for the models. Um, but there's people speculating that she is, she is, um, put in her resume to be his next woman. What does that mean? I don't know. Look at that and you tell me. I think I need to look at this resume. <laughs> nope we're moving on <laughs> anyways goodness me if, oh lord if, if this comes back around uh, just know that we were the first to report that tom brady's new new girlfriend is none other than veronica 
Uh, Rajek. Rajek. Rajek? I'm not sure how you pronounce that last name. She's a... And she is one hot piece of ass. Yes, sir. Good for Tom. <laughs> maybe that'll bring in the women viewers. Maybe. 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 Um, or more, more female shareholders. Tom Brady. We're looking winning, for you. Tom Brady winning in more than one department, as always. Um, yeah. Cowboys, one more thing. We, we just got to talk about that Sunday night game. If you remember when we were recording, we talked about the Colts were winning that game at one point and they ended up losing by 35 points. What, yeah. what happened? And the Cowboys got sick of this little gnat flying around their head and they squashed it. <laughs> and anybody that's had a gnat flying around their head knows exactly what that feels like. And that's very satisfying once you get that job complete. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, and the Bucks won on 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 a crazy one on against your New Orleans Saints. Uh, that was crazy. Won't put Jameson. I'm out on the Saints. <laughs> clear, clear. Finally, finally, week fourteen, he's out. Uh, last week, Jameson. Last week, eight and seven, both of us respectively, both of us. Uh, with the we with were the, hand in hand with the loss against the Saints, uh, or with the win over the Saints that gave us the tie. I had the Bucks. You had the Saints. That locked us up at eight and seven. Andrew, you are now 87 and 77. I am 94 and 70. Both of us comfortably in the uh, in the over 500 department. So week 14, last week of buys. Um, let's talk about every matchup. Thursday night, Raiders versus the Rams. Baker Mayfield maybe is going to start this game. Who knows? He's only been on the team for like 24 hours at this point. Um, would be a quick turnaround for him. Allegedly, he was reading the playbook on the plane ride over. Um, so we'll see who straps up. Otherwise, it would be Wofford. Um, Raiders need this victory if they want any chance in that AFC. Slim pickings for them, but they, they are still on the bubble, and they uh, they this is a must-win for them if they if they want to make the playoffs. Uh, thoughts and prayers, uh, Rams, the black hole is sucking everything up right now. Uh, black hole is going to win another Baker Mayfield will buy the Rams another win on the season, but it's not this week. Okay. Let it, let's put that out there. Right, right, write that down folks. Baker Mayfield will get the Rams one win here. Um, but it won't be this week. I agree with you. Although I feel, I feel like this has just got sneaky, Sneaky, all written all over it, um, like the flute, a flute game for the Rams to win. But I'm going to take the Raiders. Move on to Sunday: Jets versus Bills, Battle of New York. Jets won the first matchup, um, so I think they split. I've got the Bills here, right there with you. I think they're going to split and seal off the division. Although I mean, they're not say, clinching it yet. That's, uh, you're right. Um, although we got to mention Von Miller out for the season, so knocks knocks a little bit off that Bills defense. Browns, Bengals, Deshaun Watson back again. Uh, new look brownies. Bengals are still better. They've got Jamar Chase. We talked about how scary they look with, with Jamar. Um, so I've got the Bengals. Uh, this is going to be the orangiest orange game of all time. Um, I got the Bengals. But I will say I'm gonna throw a clause in on this pick. If uh, yeah, because I just can't, I can't possibly root for Deshaun Watson to win. But if uh, somebody mistakes a player for the wrong team, then the Browns will win. Okay. Doesn't matter what team making a mistake, but if that mistake is made, the Browns will win. If not, it's the Bengals. Okay, that's an interesting call. Um, 
look for that matchup. I'm not sure what jerseys formats we're rolling with in that game, but yes, orangest of orangiest games. Texans versus Cowboys, Battle of Texas here. Oh boy. Is this a, is this the don't overthink it game of the week? There it is again, staring you right in the face. Give me the Cowboys. Cowboy. Poor Texans. Uh Davis Smith Davis Mills will be starting this game. Uh, I just I just had a lot of hope for them. Alas. Throw on the towel, my guy. Jaguars versus Titans. Uh Jaguars off the loss to the Lions. Titans off the loss to the Eagles. Something's got to give here. I don't think the Titans lose two in a row. Titans Call them the Slightons this week. Titans by a slight margin. Wow, I'm going to be uh, Jaguars, man. The Titans just fired their GM. Uh, presumably what people think is over the A.J. Brown trade after he humiliated them last <laughs> week. Um, so I'm going to say turmoil in the organization and the Jaguars take advantage. Wow. Yeah, I did see that news. Uh, good on you calling out that, Mr. Reporter over there. Um yeah, AJ Brown, obviously revenge game for him last week was a killer. And uh now they've got a new GM. So uh wild wild move there. Um just an uh, a rare move for a team of if that winning a record to to go to, to go with the, the firing there. But um yeah, so here's a here's a here's our first matchup of of dip discrepancies. Um think you're wrong here, but uh we'll see. We'll see on Sunday. NFC Beast matchup. We've got the Eagles versus the Giants. Circle this one, folks. We need this one to be a victory for the Eagles. Ding, 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 ding. We need this one. This is an important one. Uh, I think this is going to be even closer than anticipated, though. Divisional trap game, it feels like, for Philly. But uh, I think Philly ultimately gets the gets the dub. Oh, I hate to do this to the shareholders oh. and you. because I know we need it, but I'm going to say the Giants win oh. this. If if the Eagles are going to lose another game, it's obviously going to be divisional. It's almost all they have left. Actually, you know what? I'm back off it. Give me the Eagles. The Eagles are only going to lose their second Ooh. divisional matchup. <clears throat> you cannot do that to my poor heart. This roller coaster. Sorry, I woke up Simon. Oh, man. See, see what you're doing? Man. We're hoping the Eagles um, are awake, and we hope the Giants are asleep uh, this weekend. Ravens versus Steelers, another another divisional matchup, a classic matchup. These teams have played like 365 games or something together. They've played, played each other twice a year for like the last 100 years, it feels like. Um, it's my game of the week. And, and they play – oh, okay. They play each other twice over the next five games. Um, Lamar Jackson might be out, sounds like, for, with that knee injury. Uh, Steelers won a couple games in a row here. I've got the Steelers getting three in a row here. I've got the Steelers over the Ravens. Kenny Pickett is stealing this team's heart, and Huntley's a hunter, and he's going to shoot him dead. Woo. Tyler Huntley going to come in and uh, save Lamar Jackson's butt from the toilet on this one with that PCL sprain. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens over the Steelers. Okay. Throwing it back to uh, those no-huddle days right there with a couple comedy comedy plays in there. I like that. Um, Chiefs versus the Broncos. Chiefs aren't going to lose two in a row. Now nah, I've got the Chiefs here. I, this is another don't overthink the game this week. Uh, the real question is, does uh, Russell pass the bathrooms this week? Uh, needs four. Needs four? No. Then no. If he pulls no. off a four-touchdown uh, game... 
my my oh my the broncos might actually be riding <laughs> but, but until then they're sliding there it is bucks 49ers uh this should have been the matchup of the expatriate quarterbacks jimmy g versus tom brady but uh, obviously jimmy g out for the extended period um so buccaneers hot off of a win uh Need a, need a couple games here to secure that NFC South, which is trash. Uh, who you got here in a matchup versus the 49ers? In Levi's Stadium, by the way, in California. I say, um, oh, God. It's crazy to do this, but Tom Brady, I think, is going to win. I see what he's got his blood flowing again. You you prove that, that's for sure. Um, Brock Purdy, Mr. What is it called? Mr. Uh, irrelevant. Last pick. Mr. Irrelevant. Draft. Exactly. Don't even remember the word. Mr. Irrelevant. They've now got tape on him. I think he's. I think his time's up. <laughs> One game. That was it. Or half of the game, really. Half like three a game. quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're already calling for him. Okay. Well, they, they got did, too much tape on him. They they did sign somebody this week as well. I can't remember who it was, but they did sign a quarterback. Uh, John Josh Johnson, I think. After after they realized they weren't going to get Baker, uh, that Rams were going to sneak out in front of them. Uh, they got they got somebody for a little bit of depth. Um, I think the the 49ers defense is just too good. I I think the forty uh, the Bucks are still a bad team, bad offense. Uh, I know Tom Brady's feeling himself again, but uh, I just don't see them winning on the road here. Uh, a big road trip for them across the coast to coast. I think the 49ers are too good on defense and uh the the Bucks really don't even need to this isn't even a, a must win for the Bucks that's how bad the NFC South is. Um they can just basically <laughs> coast in the playoffs as a 6 and 6 team currently. They can go under 500 this week and they will uh but they'll still win that division, which is crazy. That's so frustrating. Panthers, Seahawks need this one. Uh need a Seattle loss here, but I don't see it happening. I've got the Seahawks winning it. Carolina is off of a bye though. I uh, I ain't writing this week, so um, <laughs> I got the Seahawks in a win here. So I mean that's I mean not much all, to say. Not much to say. Uh, I think the only note is Carolina is off of a bye, but bad teams lose off a of bye, and uh, I think Car- Carolina is certainly in that category. Two more games here. Sunday night matchup. This is a pretty good one. Dolphins versus the mm-hmm. Chargers. Um, but I I I think the Chargers season's done. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs at this point. I'm, I'm not a believer in the Chargers or Justin Herbert. Um, I think the Chargers fall off here, um, but they may be desperate, sneaky with Brandon Staley. You never know with that guy. I think they've got some opportunities to go for it on fourth down uh, against a better team. Uh, playing with, with nothing to lose here. Uh, they, they need to win this game if they want to make the playoffs. Um, but the Dolphins, I've got the Dolphins because they lost last week. Dolphins are too good to lose two in a row under Mike McDaniel. I'm with you. I I haven't believed in the Chargers since that Browns game where they attempted to lose and the Browns were just better at attempting to lose. It's kind of like that South Park episode where uh, they're playing baseball all summer long, just attempting to lose games. Just the other teams are better at losing. That's right. And the Chargers are that team. Um, This week they lose to the Dolphins, all but shutting the door on their playoff hopes. Monday night. Interesting matchup here. Patriots versus the Cardinals. Cardinals pretty much uh, eliminated from the playoffs at this point. Patriots still playing for the playoffs. Losers. 
still playing for the playoffs. Um, and I don't really have anything redeeming to say about the Cardinals here. Uh, the Patriots have lost two straight. Um, Arizona's lost four or five. Arizona is off of a bye here. Still going to go Patriots here. I don't think Bill Belichick loses three in a row. And uh, I think they uh playing for their playoff lives here. So I think they've got that fire under them. Given the slight edge here to the Patriots. I'm not going to lie. I was all set to pick Cardinals there until you said Bill Belichick and losing three games in a row. And I knew that was impossible to happen. So yeah. that one sentence has swayed my entire decision here. Give me the Patriots. And we'll be talking about a Cardinals victory next week, probably. Not I'm <laughs> sure we will. <laughs> the, only th- the only concern I have about is is the Mac Jones um Matt Patricia feud that's been brewing and uh, Matt Patricia's let off. Rightfully so. So um, that's the concern against the Cardinals here, but I think the Patriots are the better of the bad here. Okay. So we've got six, count them six teams on a bye. This is the last bye week. As we said, Falcons, Bears, Packers, Colts, Saints, Commanders, all on the bye. Next week will be a full slate. Lions versus the Vikings in the den. Need a victory here. It'll feel good. And, uh, give us one step closer to the playoffs or a nine or eight or uh, I don't know, uh, a decent enough season, a building season after last week's or last year's three and three and 13 and one get us over the hump of the five games. Get us feeling good. Dan going for his third win over teams that are five games over 500. Ooh. Uh, he is, he was the first lion to do it since, I, I can't even remember what coach Caldwell didn't have any of those kinds of wins. So before him, um, that's saying something guys. So he's yeah. going for his third on the year. Good nugget. Good nugget for you all to take home with you. Take that one to the water cooler next, uh, next time you see somebody you can, you can give him, hit him with that nugget and they're going to be impressed. All right. Lions fans. Christmas is coming soon. We flew right past Thanksgiving. Tell somebody you love them out there. Happy holidays. Uh, Until next time, thank you all for joining us on the Lion Share. See you all on Sunday for the big show. Uh, Thanks. Shout out Nigeria. And uh, shout out to all the shareholders out there. Uh, Keep sharing. Keep caring. I'm out. Go Lions. Send it to all your lady lions. Let's bump up those female listeners. Bump it up. Meow. Welcome in. <laughs> <laughs>